Welcome to Building the Future. I'm your host, Kevin Horick. You can check out new episodes of the show every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. If you missed an episode or want to get more information about the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. I'm also going to be at the Business Rocks Tech, Music, and Investment Summit recording shows live in Manchester, England, April 21st and 22nd, where Steve Wozniak is headlining. More information about the summit is on the show website at buildingthefutureshow.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Michelle Mokalis, Social Media Marketing Coordinator at Oasis Technology, Inc. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Kevin. Yeah, I'm excited. You, you're working at kind of a, a company that's been around for for a very long time. And so, you know, I'm kind of, kind of curious to cover the company history. But maybe before we kind of get into um, Oasis Technology, let's get to know you a little bit better and maybe cover your background a little bit and maybe start with where you grew up. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I grew up in uh, Simi Valley, California, pretty much my whole life. Um, I was born in 1992, so I'm 23 years old, and uh, it's a uh, it's a really nice place to to be. Um, and uh, uh, I uh, went to Cal Lutheran University, which is in Thousand Oaks. Okay. Um, and I got my business degree. Uh, and uh, emphasize in both international business and marketing. And uh, then after that, uh, I went sort of straight into looking to the, into the job market, and then I found Oasis. <laughs> okay, so, so right coming out of school, you basically went right to Oasis? Uh, really right to, to Oasis. I mean, I was kind of looking here and there for things sure. um, until I sort of, you know, settled on a position and I managed to find it here. Sure. You're, you're one of the, the few people in California that were actually born in California. <laughs> yeah, I, I am a California uh, native. Um, my grandpa, um, he, I think, lived in a couple of other states. Uh, but eventually his family settled down in California, and so that's how it kind of started. Um, but my mom is actually from Europe, okay. um, and she was actually born there as well. So uh, it's, it's very interesting um, and kind of good that I was able to uh, be be here in the in a nice nice golden state. Um, but uh, it's also nice uh, going over to. Uh, where she used to live in Switzerland and uh, see the that area as well. And uh, it's nice kind of having both citizenships from there because I guess the rules are is if, you're, if your mom is born there, then you're automatically a citizen. Oh, nice. So I didn't know that. So, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I, 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 really, uh, I really like having that aspect um, a sort of part of my life because it it has been very uh, enjoyable and very rewarding, and and but on but on the one hand, you know, I couldn't probably live anywhere else besides California, having seen sure. a lot of places. So. <laughs> sure. No, I love California, so I I totally get that. So, do you spend part of the year in Switzerland, or you just kind of go visit when you can? Uh, I kind of try go try going to visit when I can. Um, my grandma still lives there, sure. so. Um, we try once maybe every two years at least, um, but just kind of depending, uh, at least right now, I kind of want to 
uh, work a little bit more and sort of save up a little bit on vacation time. So sure. that's why I, I'm uh, holding off on that for now. <laughs> sure, that makes sense. So I'm kind of curious, how did you kind of get into tech or and kind of business, you know, growing up? Were you kind of interested in it or was there something that kind of inspired you to, to take what you took in kind of uh, university? Uh, yes. Um, I've always been kind of the more creative person. Okay. Uh, I've always really enjoyed like art and, um, you know, kind of, uh, just everything that is on the more creative side, I've always lingered more towards. Okay. And I think I, I like the creative side of entrepreneurship and things like that. So, I think that's what really did spark my interest initially in business and in particular towards the more marketing side of it and hence why I decided to pursue that as a career option. Sure. Um, As far as tech is concerned, I mean, I am fairly new and I am by no means uh, an expert in it, but uh, I find what it provides to be really enjoyable and I've always liked the idea of sort of being a, a bridge between the customer and the company. Interesting. So yeah. I think marketing really allows me to really explore that avenue um, and uh, really kind of uh, sort of think outside the box and still kind of consider too like what's sort of important for people to know and you know like. You know, what are the reasonings behind why they would want to know it and uh, things like that. So those are kind of the reasons, at least to me, more specifically on why I sort of enjoy business and marketing in particular. But um, I also like what technology provides, and I, I think that the future really is within, I think, a lot of what this industry does. Um, considering that pretty much every business has some form of technology that they're utilizing in order for the business to sort of run efficiently. So um, it's it's a a really big world out there, and uh, and I thought it would be interesting to sort of explore that avenue too. So it was a a nice uh, nice opportunity. So... (laughs) Sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. So maybe let's get into kind of Oasis technology and kind of what is it? And maybe if you want to give a little bit of background on the company, just because it's been around for so long. Yeah, sure. Uh, it was initially started in 1979. Sure, that's awesome. Uh, and um, yeah, and uh, our, our current CEO still technically is uh, the CEO. And uh he uh, and uh, his business partner sort of, I think, started within the realms of software. Right. Uh, and then later on, they decided to pursue more of the IT services and support arena. Okay. And uh, that, I think, was something that uh, I think allowed their business to really grow because um, a lot of companies are really starting to sort of rely on to making sure everything is good within their computer networks and um, you know, f- trying to at least uh, make sure that they're able to serve their customers when they can. And so we really are that side that really is supporting them and helping educate them 
uh, as well as, you know, provide them the tools and whatever they need so that, you know, everything's up and running for them. <laughs> sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. So I, I'm kind of curious to know, um, like you, you mentioned you guys are kind of doing in, in the security space and, and whatnot. I'm kind of, I, I know like it, it's becoming more and more apparent to a lot of people and especially as things kind of move to the cloud and, and whatnot. I'm just kind of curious to know what your take is on like why security is important. Uh, yes, yeah, sure. And I can sort of tell you this through the perspective also through the, through the company because sure. um, the way in which we sort of got, I guess, a little bit more into figuring out security is, is, is the company was actually uh, hacked uh, by, we believe, the Chinese. Okay. Um, when, what year was this roughly? We were, Do you know? Um, I am not entirely sure, but I think it was in like the probably later 2000s, early okay. 2010s, okay. so okay. like around there. Um, and uh, what ended up happening is, is they discovered that apparently it was that they were probably mistaken for a much larger organization that had a similar name to Oasis Technology. Okay, interesting. And so, um, and, and so it was so severe, though, that uh, they had to try to find something on the market to fix it because it was, it, it was affecting them pretty heavily. Um, but they couldn't find anything that really worked. Okay, um, interesting. And 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 they they. They thought to themselves, well, why not we try to invent something for ourselves to protect us? Sure. And so they uh, ended up inventing uh, the Titan Intrusion Prevention System, which is kind of our main product for, in particular, cybersecurity. And um, ever since they managed to invent it and get it out to their customers, there haven't really been there haven't been any issues, and they've really uh, managed to find something that really worked and uh, so it's 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 pretty fascinating because it just shows you how level of importance something can be and how that ends up translating into creating something that maybe wasn't even initially there before um, and I think with cybersecurity it's very difficult because again it is a very technical space like all of technology and I think it's very difficult, in particular, if you're a business owner who, again, is not really familiar with technology or, you know, you use technology, but you use it in order to really run your business. You don't, you're not a tech-based firm. So I can see where there's a lot of confusion and then there's also a lot of different information that various um, people might give as far as cybersecurity is concerned. And I think there ends up being kind of a lot of confusion and and hence uh, sometimes those things don't e don't end up ultimately translating even within the tech space in the market uh, so that's why I think uh, they sort of decided to sort of take the route of uh, you know really pushing forward something that really wasn't there before uh, so that that's I think something that's uh, also uh, very uh, important to sort of no, when it comes to cybersecurity, is that it it has this really big impact and much larger than people can really imagine, uh, because a lot of what we do nowadays is through technology, through computers, through uh, through what 
whatever means to which we can communicate with one another is through this medium and it, it needs to be maintained otherwise it's <laughs> otherwise you don't really have anything to to work off of so uh so that's why i think it is so uh important even if you don't really understand it <laughs> sure. and again even i don't understand it 100 percent uh as far as technicalities are concerned so <laughs> sure no that makes sense and i think the thing is too is it, it's something you need to really have in place and you and you just hope that nothing ever happens right and it's becoming more and more you read about it all the time that you know so and so got hacked or and there's been a big there's over the last you know, year, there's been some pretty big, famous, well-known companies that have gotten hacked or, or banks or, you know, big corporations. And so even as like a smaller company, and even in your example is if you even get mistaken for a bigger company, you never know, right? Because sometimes the people that actually hack you are on the other side of the world or, or whatnot, and they don't really know how big or big you are or aren't, right? And in your case, it sounds like it was a little bit of mistaken identity, but you need to be pre- prepared for this stuff, right? Yeah, that's exactly true. That is just that's right on the money. And also, the thing is too is is, is that, in particular, um, hackers, uh, at least the black hat hackers, the ones who are trying to do this primarily for monetary purposes. Um, they don't really necessarily care too much about who you are. Sure. They care so much as to what's vulnerable, what's out there where I can get into. Because at the end of the day, it adds up for them. Because, oh, I just was able to get into uh, 100 companies, and I made just as much as, as if I would have tried to get into one maybe bigger organization. So at the end of the day, it's more so about, um, you know, getting as many of the market as you can and there's a really sort of growing you know more black market now for for really hacking because um sometimes even the you know the 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 good side of hackers uh you know doesn't pay as much and so sometimes people are more motivated to um get get money uh unfortunately in in the wrong way and uh, so that's that's also something that's very uh, important to note and also um it, it's important to know that a lot of government uh, is involved with hacking in particular with the chinese there's a lot of state actors that are involved and this goes into other areas of espionage and you know not only just stealing for money but also stealing for information because sure. if they could get access to um documents on how a product was invented they can kind of you know just take that and recreate that product um and uh this was one topic that was actually discussed um more in depthly on a uh, 60 minutes i believe it was a couple of weeks ago if i'm not mistaken and i did post the story on it and it's it's really amazing as to how vast this uh whole uh, hacking scene is. I mean, it's 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 r- really widespread, and uh, as and the thing that's sort of even scarier too is is um, now that we're sort of introducing the Internet of Things, so you yep. have things that are now connected to the Internet, and companies are. It's a, it says uh, in an article recently that I managed to find that 
by 2020, over half of companies will be utilizing this Internet of Things. Yep. Uh, and uh, that's also leading to another can of worms. Sure. Because now you've got to worry about all of the other things that you have within your organization that are somehow connected to the Internet and uh, whether or not those things can be penetrated by somebody um, unknowingly. And a lot of the things, time too, is, 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 you know, you could be hacked and you don't even know it. And totally. they can kind of come in and out and, you know, they can, they can do a lot of things that you won't really know about and you may not even be aware of because, you know, it's all done through a computer. Sure. Um, so it's, well, uh, it's really interesting. And uh, it, it goes in, it, as a technology grows it's going to be it's going to have more and more of an impact and more and more of an incentive onto people sure. uh, to sort of kind of take part in you know trying to either stop it or kind of um facilitate more uh more breaches sure and and, and that's kind of why i wanted to have you on the show because like there's been a couple examples um like my wife and I have a about a year and a half old um girl now and I always wanted the baby monitor that was connected to the internet so you know if I was traveling or even you know just out for the night you could just log in and and you know check in on her or whatever if there was a babysitter or whatnot but those were getting hacked and so people were watching you know people's kids through baby monitor or, or what else and so i bought one that didn't have wi-fi uh, wi-fi connection or if you think even people buy the rem or uh, their doors get unlocked with their smartphone i would love that but i understand that those can get hacked right and so mm -hmm. the fact that i'm in the industry it kind of freaks me out a little bit because i don't like I, I kind of know know this, right? And the other thing too is, I'm I'm assuming you've heard of like the Wi-Fi pineapple, the little wireless router. They started about a hundred bucks. Have you heard of those? Huh. I don't believe I've heard okay. of those specifically. So this is another uh, really good example. I I used to work with a guy that had one, and he he's he's in the security thing. So obviously he he just bought it, and he he doesn't really do any kind of evil things with it, but. He gave me a demo of it one day and it was actually quite interesting because basically what you can do and you can buy them where they have like battery packs. So the example is like you can go to say the mall or Starbucks or somewhere that has an open Wi-Fi connection that you just people can connect to for free. You name this Wi-Fi pineapple the exact same name as a Wi-Fi network. And so people are going to automatically connect to it because they've been to the mall or, or the star, Starbucks before, or they're going to just connect because it's this open thing. And then anything that they do through that router, you can watch. So basically you can get all their passwords to all their social media and anything else that they do on their thing. And that's why like you'll hear a lot of people talk about you should never do any banking or, or anything that really personal mm -hmm. on kind of free open Wi-Fi networks because you have no idea who's watching these things, right? And you mm -hmm. think like uh, these little routers that are portable or the other example is you could um, literally take this thing and there's battery packs could last for days. Is if What if you stuck it on the side of like a competitor's building and you named it the same as their Wi-Fi network, right? You can mm -hmm. you somebody's device will eventually connect to that 
and you know you can start tracking their whole data and i'm and i'm not trying to scare people i'm just trying to get people mm -hmm. to think about this stuff right because even if you name uh, the network the same and you just make it unlocked a device will connect to that at some point smartphones and tablets the whole idea of like auto connecting to the internet all the time is what we want and it's fascinating and i think you know kind of thinking about this and especially as a business owner like you need to really set yourself up you know and kind of know kind of what what's out there yeah yeah absolutely and the thing is too is, is it's sort of uh changing too every day mm -hmm. um as far as as to what new vulnerabilities are out there what kind of ransomware or malware that's uh out there too so it's it, it's it's a constant involvement um considering the fact that again it is technology even though it is malicious technology it's technology nonetheless uh that's sort of uh impacting everything and you know i think the important thing too is is, is um just as long as I think there's a certain amount of self-awareness, sure. um, then it really does allow you to take those steps to better protect yourself. Um, because there is no one solution to really cybersecurity. It's totally. more of these taking these all these different precautions and putting them all together and saying, oh, okay, I have a certain level or sense or understanding of security. And once you just have sort of a basic understanding, then, you know, and sort of, you know, kind of talk to, to people who can sort of help you understand it, then it's, it's also something that's uh, very helpful and, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll make it not as scary. <laughs> sure. No, totally. <laughs> as, as it is. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of curious to know what kind of precautions do you kind of recommend to people? Um, there's a... Uh, multiple that we recommend from, you know, changing your passwords every now and again to updating your antivirus software, um, you know, uh, checking uh, your network, like doing various scans. Uh, we actually offer this to our customers where you can do a sort of vulnerability analysis and it will tell you exactly how many vulnerabilities there are, how critical they are, and um, uh, and uh, what we do sort of with our product too is is, is when, once the product is installed into the customer, we check again to see if there are still any vulnerabilities uh, that are within the the network. And usually, when we check, or at least from all of that we've checked so far, I mean there haven't been any vulnerabilities. So. Having those kinds of updates, at least, um, is, I think, uh, important and to, to see what kind of technology is, is out there that can help you and also educating, too, your employees about, you know, if it's a email that you do not um, know about, don't, try, don't even bother trying to, to click on, uh, on anything because that could uh, cause um, sometimes malicious software to be uh, put onto the computer and uh, things like that too are also things that I think it's important for people to to know about because it's because cybersecurity is sort of broken down into two things it's the technology that you utilize in order to protect yourself and it's the way you educate yourself on um, sort of what's out there and what's going on so th those are really the things that we really recommend we break it down in those two categories um, and uh, 
so far our product has really been helpful with that. Um, and again, it's not designed to cover for everything, but it is designed to sort of help and be part of that technological security landscape. And then also we have our education side too, where we tell people, hey, you should do this or, you know, be aware of this and that and whatnot. And there's always something new that comes out. So there, there's always a something new to be aware of too. So that's why we try to keep updating people. Sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I think the other thing too is it kind of really depends on the software that you're running as well, right? Like you should keep your operating system software updated. You should keep your phone software updated, you know, your your mm-hmm. tablet software updated, um, you know, because these companies are pushing fixes all the time and they're they're trying to, you know, fill the, the vulnerabilities and patch them as quick as possible. But, you know, if you don't update your software, well, sometimes you know, you, you miss something, right? And I know um, software company I worked at, there we use a content management system called Drupal, and there was a huge Drupal hack, like, uh, I don't know, about last summer-ish or, or something like that. And if you didn't patch your site within, I think, 48 hours, pretty much your site got hacked. And you basically had to restore from a backup, and it was it was quite a lot of work. And so, you know, there's just, I, I just kind of want the, the listener to kind of think about this stuff and not that you have to become an expert or get all paranoid that you're going to get hacked right away, but just to kind of think about there are people out there that are trying this things for fun, for financial gain. Um, in kind of your experience though, I'm curious to know um, what I'm, I'm sure people are curious to know when you say like people do this for money, like, what would mm-hmm. what are the reasons usually behind it? Like I have my opinions and and whatnot, but I'm kind of curious to hear from you. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I think it has expanded, um, obviously, from what um, uh, sort of the initial reasons behind it. But sure. um, obviously, money is is still a big factor. Um, but also, uh, hacktivism is also a very big uh, thing too. So I think that's also something that's uh, more on the social side, like for example, uh, Ashley Madison, sure. when they got breached, um, the hackers were sort of doing it for a moral reason. They didn't like what the uh, company was doing. And so I think that's also a big motivating factor for a lot of people as well. Also, um, people who have, you know, maybe a disgruntled uh, employee, former employee or employee, or, you know, someone even from the inside can. Um, you know, try to um, bring about maybe something um, unwanted, un- unfortunately. Um, so uh, there is a lot of um, there's a lot of things that can be involved. Obviously, espionage, like I've mentioned before, uh, sort of the stealing of information. Um, a lot of that is um, uh, through uh, through the through the Chinese, and we've had a lot of issues into trying to patching those those uh, those things up to try to you know further prevent these kinds of activities but uh, also terrorism is another thing uh, sure. that is uh, also a big motivating factor um, there have been a couple of stories that I've read about how ISIS is sort of trying to uh, utilize hacking in some way and also infrastructure is another scary thing because if a hacker could get into our any form of infrastructure 
it could uh, really damage um, cities or sure. or towns or even even states. I mean, it's it's a very uh, it's a it's a very uh, scary thought because um, it's and it again it, that could be done for a variety of reasons and a lot of part could be motivated by one way or another, but um, usually the way in which or what hackers are targeting is expanded more extensively than it has before. Um, but uh, but again, it, it can all be derived through various uh, reasons, but um, obviously money is a major factor, but also to create some kind of destruction or terror or spread some awareness to something, um, ha- hacktivism being a primary one. And not necessarily uh, hacktivism. Uh, sometimes uh, hacktivists, they do it for uh, other reasons, too. Like, for example, there's um, this hacking group Anonymous who wants to go after ISIS social media accounts and sure. things like that. So there's all these different fronts onto which people are trying to kind of hack each other. And there's also uh, another uh, area of cyber warfare, too, uh, and that involves state actors, too. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's really spreading to, um, to uh, a lot of different areas. And all those different areas can have a variety of different motivations. Sure. So it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty extensive. At least right now, it is really extensive, and it's it's quite alarming. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And I I think it's only kind of become more and more prevalent. Kind of even good the like you kind of mentioned like the good side and kind of the bad side. I think it's kind of like anything, right? There's always mm-hmm. like you know like good things happening there's kind of bad things happening um i'm curious though do you watch the show mr robot have you seen that yes i have all right i did see the pilot unfortunately i haven't had a chance to sure to watch the uh, other parts of the show but i did watch the pilot and it does paint a very kind of sort of realistic picture of how it sort of really uh operates within the space and um and uh and i think that too unfortunately sometimes Again, sometimes people don't understand it, and so they kind of back off from trying to kind of fix the the problem. But um, you know, the important thing is is just to always kind of keep keep a keep an open mind and kind of just keep engaged on it, and don't try to just shut it off because it's 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 kind of in the the media for a reason. Sure, no, <laughs> you know, totally. This is, this is yeah, it's it's it's. Um, it's pretty pretty big, and uh, it's it's uh, it seems like um, there's a lot of discussion about the issue of hacking, but then also there seems to be a lack of trying to bring up a uh, bring up solutions. And again, what we're trying to do is we're trying to provide at least a, a, a solution for people. Uh, um, but at, at the same time, I think that's the important mind that's an important part of the mindset to to have because. It can get discouraging, but at the same time, you know, it's important to kind of not be discouraged and just just take action. And you know, it's it it never hurts to to try to do something more um, than not do anything at all. So. Sure, and and you even think like it, it happens to big companies too that that spend you know probably 
millions, if not tens of millions of dollars a year on security, like they still get hacked. Like everybody, like you mentioned, the Ashley Madison thing, an even bigger one was when I like Apple's iCloud got hacked last year. Um, same with like the Sony PlayStation gaming network seems to get hacked every couple of years. Like, you know, it happens to big companies and it's just going to, I think, happen more and more. And it's just trying to make, I just kind of want to make people more aware of it and, you know, kind of get them thinking about it, like you mentioned, and kind of that there are companies out there like you guys and, you know, that kind of help companies manage this themselves because in a lot of cases, people don't know they really need it, think that they're not going to be targeted, but it's better to be kind of safe than sorry. It's kind of like insurance, I guess, right? Nobody really likes insurance necessarily or talking about it, but you kind of need to have it in, in today's kind of society because it's a real thing. And it's, you know, especially as everything moves more and more to the internet and every and more and more of our life is constantly connected. And like you mentioned earlier, you know, when your fridge and your coffee maker and your baby monitor and all these other things are connected to the internet, it's something to consider and you need to think like, do I want my door locks to be potentially accessed from the internet? Yes or no. Am I comfortable with that? Am I not comfortable with mm -hmm. that? Right? And and I think it's just kind of something that people need to decide how comfortable they are with. And it's it's kind of similar to like what you post to social media, right? Like, for example, mm -hmm. some people are, are fine posting um, pictures of their kids. Others are like, no, I would never do that. And some post some, some, not all. Like, it's kind of your comfort level, right? And mm -hmm. that's at least been my experience with it. Yeah, I think that's 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 really true. Also, uh, as well, um, uh, the thing is too is, is that there is a, a what's being at least pushed forward now is sort of for companies to purchase some form of cyber insurance. Unfortunately, the premiums are kind of since again hacking is increasing, increasing, increasing. The premiums are kind of going up, um, and unfortunately, uh, recently a story. Uh, that I managed to find said that um, a manufacturer who got breached is now suing their cyber insurer because the cyber insurer doesn't want to pay $480,000 for the breach. <laughs> Interesting. So, so there is, I think, uh, there there's going to be, a, I think, a lot of problems in in that in that arena too. But I think the the thing is too is is, is you know there's always going to be some kind of risk. It's more of like how do you want to minimize those risks and how do you want to kind of manage everything because it is a very uh, difficult process and uh, it's uh, it's definitely not easy and not not one person can really be responsible for it. It's, it sort of has to be something that um, everybody sort of takes on um, to sort of, you know, kind of, prevent the, the, the chances. Um, and also what's, what's unfortunately very sad too is, is, is that there is a, now a huge incentive as well for companies to hack other companies. In other words, their competitors. Sure. Um, we saw this with the, I believe it was the Cardinals and the Astros, if I'm not mistaken. I believe um, one team hacked the other in order to get some kind of uh, information. And um, 
uh, and apparently once uh, Ashley Madison was breached, I guess it was found that some information indicated that they were trying to also hack their competitors too. So there is a it there it is unfortunate that we're kind of you know now having to resort to those kinds of tactics, but um, unfortunately it's it's being used on all different kinds of levels now. So it's it's it's, it's kind of unfortunate in that way but uh, the important thing is too is, is is you know just to to ask for help and to to find solutions that's the important thing because even if something does happen to you um, you know there's always going to be you know if you look for the right people there's always going to be a, a, the possibility of having those risks like severely minimized and you know really uh, reduce the the impact so and again that's why our companies like us are that's what we're here for so (laughs) sure no that's awesome i i think it makes a lot of sense and i think the other thing too that i kind of wanted to stress in this episode is that there that sometimes when developers or you know somebody in kind of it comes to upper management or whatever and says you know we really need to invest in this sometimes it's kind of just not something that they're interested in even entertaining and and mm-hmm. i think like especially nowadays and like we kind of mentioned is like you might want to re kind of evaluate and say like how old is our firewall or just kind of other you know how old is your kind of security kind of setup right and maybe mm-hmm. like reevaluate it over 2016 and say you know how like, how are we doing in this space, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, and talk to your employees and, you know, talk to other kind of consulting companies and, and whatnot and see where you're at and, you know, and, and just kind of maybe make it a priority because, you know, the sooner you get into it, the better off you'll be long term, right? Because nobody wants to oh, see yeah. anybody get hacked. It's awful. Like it's happened before. I've worked in this industry for a number Mm -hmm. of times. I've seen it happen to clients. I've seen it, you know, happen to, you know, like a handful of people, right? It happens. It happens all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's unfortunate. It's difficult, too, because since technology is changing so rapidly, I think it's also difficult for people to understand that, well, since the technology changes, you kind of have to change you know the business technology along with that too, and uh, uh, and again, although firewalls are very good at preventing certain things, they don't account for everything. And I totally. think there's sometimes some misconceptions there among people who really know IT and people who really don't know IT who think, oh, well, why do we need to invest? We already have all of this stuff, and it's like, well, I mean, even if you have this and this stuff. You know, it's it still needs to be updated, and you know, there's still new technology that's coming out that actually does certain things better and actually closes things when others, unfortunately, don't do that. So it's again, it's it's uh, it's 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 very difficult um, to kind of uh, wrap your head around because you you have to constantly be thinking and reevaluating that kind of space. So. And again, that's again why there we we uh, we help customers with that every day. So uh, that's uh, why we're we're here. So uh, that so I think it's 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 definitely uh, important to understand that it's it's again it's 
as your business changes, so does the technology aspect and the sort of cybersecurity aspect of the business that that also needs to change too. So, and uh, and unfortunately, that's some sometimes that ends up costs money, but at the end of the day, it ends up the price that you pay ends up saving you way more than if you were to have to deal with uh, a breach or even multiple breaches. Uh, so it's it's just one of those things where you have to look at the, the costs and benefits. But uh, at the end of the day, what, what we offer is actually uh, significantly not as expensive as maybe some other uh, organizations. So... Uh, so I think that's that's also important to to note too that it's you know it's 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 really trying to be um, it's really trying to be a, a huge part of the the market at least now and obviously that's going to lead to a lot of expenses but we we do try to make it um, make it not as uh, expensive uh, to people so it, it just really just depends on uh, who you can sort of uh, reach out to and you know who you can who you can uh, get to really help you with it because it's a it's a very expensive uh, arena so <laughs> sure so are your clients kind of mostly in California are they kind of all over the globe or or where are they kind of roughly um, roughly speaking, mostly we have in uh, California. Okay. Uh, we are trying to sort of launch our partner program okay. where uh, if an organization wishes to um, refer a customer to our product, they get a certain percentage, um, and we're going to try to make this more so on a national level. Okay. Um, we can't really technically go international yet because of all of the patenting issues and sure. whatnot and and whether or not we would want our device that far away from from I guess the the home of the United States or not just sure. just depending uh, so but uh, that's kind of what we're sort of aiming for to 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 really get it so that it's uh it's a, it, we, we try to make it so that it's sort of a, a win-win for everybody. So, and again, you don't even need to really be within the IT space. I mean, if you want to refer somebody, uh, you know, just just let us know. And uh, if the customer says yes, then it's a it's a monthly referral sort of that the um, person receives for that. So, we're we're kind of trying to go into that uh, space so that it that it that it allows us to kind of expand more on a national level. Okay. So so basically like I pay you guys like a monthly fee basically and then you guys can you guys monitor it remotely for me? Uh yes, that would be correct. We would be able to monitor it for you 24/7. Um all of the it's basically broken down into like how many IP IPs a certain computer network has. Okay. So just depending on that um, uh, would really kind of allow us to determine like what box would be needed and then the pricing for each box that we have is sort of different. And But um, if you become a referrer, then if somebody comes to us and says, hey, I was referred by so-and-so and so-and-so ends up purchasing our product, then we give you sort of a monthly um, little a little bit of a monthly uh, uh, payment for 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 doing that. So that's kind of what our partner program is sort of designed to be. It's designed to be like a win-win situation for for people. So 
it can be their customers or IT firms or anybody that wishes to uh, recommend us. So uh, sure. that's kind of what the, we're trying to trying to push for. So. Okay. No, that's really cool. And just for people that don't know, IP is basically how many devices or computers are connected inside your internal network. That's how you define that, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm, yeah, just yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's kind of like the the ID of the of a computer. Yeah, computers exactly. Depending, it's it really does depend though on a case by case basis. But we have like sort of an extensive form that the customer could fill out, and then it'll indicate to us, okay, this is how we have to configure it and whatnot, right. so that it's all done to the specifications of the customer. Sure. No, that's awesome. Um, But Michelle, we're out of time. So maybe kind of let's close the show with promoting where people can kind of find the company online. And then if you want to promote any personal social media links, you you can. It's up to you. Oh, yeah, that would be great. Uh, Our um, website is www.oasistechnology.com. And that's all together. Uh, and, uh, we also are on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Our Facebook page is, you just go type in Oasis Technology Incorporated and we should be the company with the, uh, palm tree, the green palm tree. Um, on Twitter, it's at Oasis MSP and the, uh, same, uh, logo should show up with the palm tree. And then on LinkedIn, it's the it's the same thing as Facebook. You just type in Oasis Technology Incorporated, and it should be the Oasis logo with the palm tree. And then on YouTube, we have our channel is titled Oasis Technology, and that's all one word: Oasis and o- the O and Oasis and the T in Technology is capitalized. Perfect. And uh, yeah, it has all of these different resources where you can. There's a video where we sort of introduce ourselves. There's a video where we talk about how you can install the device and more information about our referral program and all that kind of stuff uh, that will uh, give you all the uh, information that you you need to know. And it's constantly updated every day by me, at least the um, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, LinkedIn pages are. Perfect, Michelle. Well, thanks again for doing this. I'll post all those links in the show notes um, so people can just go to the website, buildingthefutureshow.com. And uh, yeah, thanks again for doing this. I look forward to kind of keeping in touch with you over 2016 and see where things go. That sounds great, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, all right, we'll talk soon. Have a good good night. All righty. Thank you. You too. Okay, okay. bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the show. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check them out at electricmantra.com. Until next time, keep building the future.